Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, welcome. We are here on the Ohioan Podcast. I'm here with Laura, and we're talking some Seinfeld again. Uh, we're back to talk about The Maestro, Season 7, Episode 3. Um, how are you today, Laura? Doing well, thank you. Good, good. Uh, I think I'm doing okay. I, I got a voice. <laughs> my, my mic isn't sounding right, but everything seems to be going okay, so I think we're in good shape, so... Uh, it sounds different today. I'm not sure what that is, but yeah, well, we're here. We're talking Seinfeld. We're talking the Maestro. Um, we're going to try a little bit different this time. Um, last time we met, we had an hour and a half discussion of Seinfeld, <laughs> pop culture, and everything else, which is good, but um, we want to kind of condense it just a little bit. So, Laura, let's start out. Um, I'm sure if you're listening to the podcast, you know what the, the Maestro is, but just to refresh us a little bit, Laura, give us a little description of what happened to Maestro this week. Okay. Um, well, uh, it was like, it seemed like a continuation of an episode where um, I, good fans will remember uh, when uh, the Cafe Latte yes. spilled on Kramer's leg, or I guess it was his stomach, spilled on his stomach at the movie theater. So he um, he went to meet uh, the the attorney Jackie Childs, who I think this was his first his first appearance on the show, mm-hmm. and he worked with Jackie Childs, and they you know they were going to do some scientific research into the lid and everything, and um, to sue the company Java World um, to get some money for damages to him because of the hot coffee, which outraged uh, Elaine to no end. Um, and in the process, he got the burn. Um, his buddy, Bob Cobb, who I refuse to call the maestro, right, <laughs> um, came over and gave him a balm to put on, which is like a cream, I guess, or ointment. And he met the maestro, met... Elaine and they kind of hit it off together and became boyfriend and girlfriend, I guess. And uh, it, Jerry insulted him by, by not wanting to call him the maestro. And uh, so then Kramer shamed him, you know, and they, the, the big part of that conversation where he refu- he called him Bob Cobb was he talked about Tuscany that he had gone to Tuscany and, Jerry said, oh, I hear that's a beautiful place. And Bob Cobb is like, no, you can't go there. Don't go there. There's nothing. So it became like a big scab for Jerry that he had to find out if there really was anything in Tuscany. So um, it's a, 
it, that leads us into uh, one of our first questions that we were going to talk about, um, about why, why do we think um, that the, the maestro name was so troubling to Jerry and, um, and to me, it, it's, to me, it was really troubling that he was that troubled because I don't know if you remember in the, the Seinfeld finale, they talked, uh, it was Jackie Childs actually in the courtroom who said, well, you guys got a nickname for everybody, you know, and, and it's true. And I wrote down, you know, like loud talker, close talker, low talker, um, the sidler, mm-hmm. remember that one, the girl with the big, the big hands, you know, the virgin, the rabid anti-dentite, which was mm-hmm. very and, you know, it seemed so interesting that they were giving people nicknames, but, you know, he refused to call him by this name, which, I mean, it is absurd, but I don't know. I just never got, I could never, I couldn't figure out why he would be so upset about it. Well, I was thinking about this. I have a take on it. And this might be my personal take, like if I was Jerry, because I'm not sure if this is exactly why Jerry was frustrated. Um, Laura and I work in the news business and throughout our careers, we've worked together for a couple of years. Uh, we've worked apart various years too. We've worked with a lot of big personalities. I, I'm trying to say it in the next way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could probably use some more comfortable language for who these people are, but let's say big personalities. Let's be polite mm-hmm. and say that. Um, we've worked with, I mean, I'm trying to think of maybe who is the most famous journalist I've worked with or talked to or whatever. Uh, you know, sometimes like you work with popular people, you might say, wow, I got to work on this project with person X. This was great or whatever. What, what bothers me is I don't think I've ever worked with somebody, no matter what they've done or where they've worked at or anything else that said, man, consider me, like I'm trying to think of a, a newspaper title that would say I'm the best. Like, mm-hmm. dang, look at me. Like, you know, I never worked with Terry Pluto, but let's say we worked with Terry Pluto, the famous journalist, and mm-hmm. he said, "Dang, don't call me Terry. Call me the or, or what if he called himself the Maestro." And you yeah. know, so you're working with Terry, you're editing him, maybe you're producing something he's writing, you're putting up on the website, and if you can't say Terry, you have to say the maestro or the best or the goat or, or, or whatever else you might want to say. After a while, that would get frustrating. I once worked at, when I was in um, marketing for a while. I, I worked with this client. It was a modeling agency, which isn't good. Now somebody could probably figure out who it was. But uh, it was a modeling agency that I did marketing for. And there were two people there. There was a head person. There was an assistant. Well, you know how sometimes when you write email, you write to two different people and Sometimes one name comes first, sometimes the other goes second. It doesn't matter. If you're saying it two, it's both going to that same person. Well, I usually put the director's name first, the assistant director's twice. Who knows what was? Maybe it came up different one day or whatever else. The assistant director's name came first. She went off. Hey, look at me. I'm the person. Don't put my name second. Now, she did demand I called her by a second uh, by like a maestro name or something. But that just really set me off going, dude, you're not that big of a deal. Why are you calling yourself the best? Like she was like, look at me, look what I'm doing and everything else that bothered me. So again, Jerry, like if we had the writer of a show on and we said, Hey, what was it? Maybe that wasn't it. But the maestro bugged me because it flashed back to times in my career where I worked with big personalities that were bigger than anything. So I, I, I guess that's what, Bug me about the maestro. 
And he, the best was when Elaine said that she was calling him the, the maestro and he gave, Jerry gave her a hard time. And he said, right. uh, well, you know, you need to call me Jerry the Great. And she said, yes, well, he's a maestro. And Jerry said, well, I'm great. <laughs> well, I think of it too. I mean, Jerry in the show, it didn't seem like he was the greatest comedian of all time, but you know, he was yeah. on the tonight show. He was doing some big stuff and everything. I mean, yeah, Jerry <laughs> To be this guy, like, look at me, I'm on the Tonight Show, you know, yeah. don't talk to me or, you know, call me the great or anything. And, you know, Jerry didn't do Now, again, it's not my favorite character. I'm sitting here defending Jerry, but I'm, I'm well, I'm behind Jerry on this one. I thought uh, Maestro frustrated me. Yeah. I, I have to. Especially, like, you think of the Maestro. Go ahead. What? I have, I have other questions about the Maestro. Okay, Tuscany. Yeah. Now, I didn't. Yeah, look it up. How much house is selling in Tuscany? Did he have to move like to America for a weird reason? That maybe he didn't have enough money, so he was looking for a job. So he got a job as director of a small band because he owns a house in Tuscany. So he comes to yeah. America and he's now like overseeing this small, you know, band of stuff. That's the other thing that bothered me about the show. I'm like, what happened there? You know. And, It'd be like, you know, you're summer from Cleveland, house. you moved to. Yeah. I think it was just a summer, oh, summer house. Yeah. Because he, I think his, his day job was conducting the Police Benevolent Association uh, Orchestra. <laughs> but I'm sitting there like, how much money, maybe he had money from beforehand, but that can't have a big salary. I mean, that would be mm -hmm. like if you said, Laura. Uh, I, well, you wouldn't say, Lori, if you would say, Chris, let me tell you something about myself. I got a house in Italy that I go to in the summer. I'm like, bull crap. You're an editor. Gannett, yeah. you know, Gannett doesn't pay peanuts. But if you say, I have a house in Italy, I'm like, with your salary, what? What's going on? I would feel the same thing with uh, uh, the maestro. I mean, he's got a deep story. And granted, this is a 20-minute sitcom I and mean, we're not delving deep into his life but there were so many questions and maybe it was because the maestro bugs me and you know if he doesn't bug you that's fine it's just the maestro well, was a, a really tough character for me i actually wrote uh, on my little notes that i keep i wrote bob cobb jerk <laughs> so. yes it, well what did you think about this i mean i think maybe he went to the maestro because it's bob cobb i i mean yeah, my name Chris Pugh is the most exciting name of all time. But man, yeah. if you're Bob Cobb, that doesn't yeah. sound. No, it's weird yeah. that you want to call yourself the Maestro, but you, you got to, you got. I guess yeah. spruced up a little bit, but still, ugh, it, it was tough. I, I yeah. gotta say, and I, I'm thinking for a second, just so I don't throw out some grandiose statement that that's true. Probably in the history of Seinfeld, if we look at every character in Seinfeld, Jerry bothered me to a certain point. I think Bob Cobb, the Maestro is the most annoying character in Seinfeld. I'm going to think about that one for a second, just to make sure I'm not just saying it because we're talking about the maestro. But I'm I'm having trouble identifying a side character that bugs me as much as the maestro did. Hmm. Um, Susan bugged me. I didn't. I did not yeah. care for her at all. Um, she she be <laughs> high up my list. Yeah. It's funny, the next episode, because I watch it on Hulu and it just rolls right into the next episode. The next mm -hmm. episode in the series is the one where Jerry's dating the 
cut Elaine's cousin. Right. And she makes all the meat, all the weird cuts yeah. of meat. And Grandma Mema and all that. I, she's annoying, too. She's horrible. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Well, it's funny that you brought that up because I had another question about that because I was looking for the episodes. I'm always going through Hulu to make sure I got the right one. The mm -hmm. episode right before was the postponement. I'm assuming that's when George said, hey, we got to you know, delay this. What? Because it was yeah. weird because the show starts out with it, it seemed like they would be they seemed affectionate for each other. And again, they didn't break up. They just said, hey, we got to postpone the wedding. But it seemed yeah. weird. Because George obviously had some serious issues about going forward with the wedding. And I'm yeah. just thinking about my wife. I mean, we were engaged at the time where Laura and I worked together. If I said, hey, we're going to postpone the wedding, that doesn't mean we're breaking up, my wife and I. But that's not a good sign. I mean, I, I would imagine the day the day I remember, after. Remember at the end of that episode when he was crying, though, and she thought it was like so yeah, She thought it was so endearing. So I think she... I think she was okay with the postponement after that. And maybe George identified with that well, because in the maestro, it was funny because George really, um, he threw around, like they went to um, Susan's uncle's store, uh, mm -hmm. you know, to get the clothes and everything. And George was freely throwing out, Hey, it's my uncle. And, you know, don't back talk to me. I know the uncle, and you know I might get you fired because of that too. Yeah, so. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna be running this place in a few years. Yes, yes. that was the best. <laughs> so maybe the crying emboldened George, where George went from this I can't take it anymore to, hey, maybe we'll give us a try. You know, coming to episode three, you were asking about yeah. So you were asking about the nicknames. You know, like every other nickname that you mentioned was kind of like them poking fun at the weird characters they used to date, like the close yeah. talker, the main hands, and everything. Yeah. I I really thought the Meister was out of place because it was just somebody giving themselves an annoying name other than yeah. Jerry and George giving them a, yeah. a name based on how they felt about them too. So, I mean, good episode. I, I liked it. It was funny, but everything about it annoyed me. But it was still funny. So that's what tells you that Seinfeld's a great show. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, uh, did you have anything about the security guard? I can't remember. Um, that, well, that let's, uh, let's talk about him because it's interesting. I'm not sure we had a question about him. Uh, <laughs> what struck you about the security guard? But he was so mean. Yes. Like when he, first, there were two things actually. One was he was so mean when Jerry's when um, not Jerry when uh, George said hi, you know, or did he? He didn't even say hi. He was just like looking at him and smiling, and the guy was so nasty. And then he was only looking ever at any point that he was on screen. He only looked in one direction in the store. <laughs> right. So I'm like. What are you looking at? Is there like gold over there that you're protecting? You know, it just seemed odd. It's these little. I'm I'm noticing all these little things now that I'm really trying to pay attention closer. Well, I'm kind of wondering. And he's a security guard. He's not. Well, maybe he was off-duty police guy. Sometimes the off-duty police guys go and do that. I think I, I I sense two different types of those people. One guy is the ones would talk to everybody. Hey, let me tell you what yeah. I'm doing. Let me get to know you. Like if your kid's there, hey, here's a little lollipop for your kid. And, you know, yeah. hey, I'm here to help you. Or there's the other guy that's like, hey, leave me alone. And mm -hmm. maybe not because they're mean, but maybe they're so serious about, you know, hey, if, I, if I'm distracted talking to you, I'm not going to see somebody else coming. Mm -hmm. Or some of people say, well, maybe it's, 
like one guy's distracting me while the other guy's robbing the place. So yeah, yeah he was one of those two guys. And it, it was yeah. it, he definitely was a mean one to start out the episode. So mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was yeah. really interesting. Um and he, he picked the wrong chair too, obviously. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> well I was thinking, I, I was I was gonna joke that the chair that I'm sitting in for this is horrible. That's why I keep fiddling all the time. Yes. <laughs> so. Well, I have, it's funny, and I don't want to take you around the whole room, but I have a metal chair that I bought when I was first started working during home. Uh, in case we're, you guys watch this 10 years from now, this is being recorded during a pandemic. So yeah. every, 99% of people in America are working from their houses. So I bought a metal chair, like one of those like chairs you sit at a party. I got that down in my office, but I brought in my mom's old, you know, kind of comforter chair that I and I sit on here to work. I sit on here to do podcasts and everything. My wife mocks me because if I'm ever sitting on a couch or a chair and I'm tired, I'm asleep. But thankfully, I, I've been able to stay awake. I, now I have a fan pointing right in my face, hitting me hard. But yeah, I but I I say that because I get what that security guard went through. Because George gave him the wrong chair, gave him a nice little comfortable chair, and he slept. And I gotta say what. When I first watched the show, I was 20. I was very energetic, and yeah, I could stay up for 40 yeah. hours at a time. I was like, yeah, what's wrong with him? Now as a, a <laughs> I don't know, balding, middle-aged, <laughs> fat, 45-year-old dude, uh, I'm like, yeah, I can understand what he's doing. He's going to be falling asleep. So, yeah, yeah. I could definitely identify as that guy. <laughs> so. All right. So, we, yeah, so we talked about nicknames. You were asking about a favorite nickname. I'm I'm not sure which one is my favorite. I like the ones where they I guess where they poked fun at you know girls they dated or other people. I I thought the Maestro was outplayed. So I I guess I, I I'm not sure of a favorite one, but I, I definitely know Maestro was definitely at the bottom. I would say. Is there a favorite one that's stuck on your head? I don't know. I mean, I like um like. It's hard, you know. That's I shouldn't have asked that question because it's hard. <laughs> but um, the like most of the characters that come in association with the names are not, you know, great people. You know, they're not people yeah. I would necessarily admire. You know. Um, well, was there one that brought you the most joy? I guess, or, or the yeah. most fun? Because I don't think anybody had nicknames were huge you know elements to the show it was just like i guess a comic foil for maybe episode or two was there one that made you laugh the most um that one that i mentioned that rabid anti-dentite yes yes that was going kramer called him that and um the uh, mickey's was it mickey's father mm-hmm. i think it was mickey's dad called him a swear word anti-dentite yes, yes. <laughs> that yeah. made me laugh a lot because it was just so unexpected when it happened and it's still you know that he's in church cussing at him <laughs> yes yes that, that, <laughs> I, I love that one yeah I, I was looking at episode too so yeah definitely I, I was looking at another question you sent me that I thought I definitely wanted to talk to because I thought it was interesting you were talking about like the side characters not just on <laughs> who had the best name but who is the most important side character on the show? Yeah. Uh, you suggested, you know, Jackie Childs. This one was his first appearance. Uh, you talked about Newman. You talked about Mickey and Banya. I got to say, if I'm looking at just from a comedy side, uh, Jackie Childs was always good. Um, you know, it definitely was her take on Johnny Cochran. 
I, Newman probably, if I'm looking at one that would make me laugh each time I saw him, I would probably say Newman. Uh, but Jackie Childs was good. I, I loved how Banya, well, no, Mickey was the little guy that yeah. um, Kramer would fight with all the time. Right. Yeah, Banya frustrated me at times. Uh, Mickey, I, I thought, was pretty good. Um, I don't know. I, I keep thinking, you know, Giant Cochran, we think about the OJ trial. You know, he was a big yeah. war in the OJ trial. Yeah. Uh, it, it was funny. Um, my I took my brother. When my brother was in high school, I got to cover a Cleveland Rockers game. It was the old WNBA team up in the Cleveland area. And it was funny because I was on the um, kind of the baseline, the, the bottom of the court. We only had one media pass. Nobody went to the Rockers game. So my mm -hmm. brother got to sit in the stands. And he had binoculars. And he was talking about all these famous people were at the game. And he was up in the stands. I didn't see any of them. He told me Johnny Cochran was there. I got all excited. I'm like, man, I wish I could have met Johnny Cochran. And I think Johnny Cochran's no longer with us. I think he died a, a Yeah, while he now, did. But, yeah. Yeah, but that, it, it brought back good memories. And Jackie Child's always a funny character. I always wonder how Cochran reacted to Jackie Child's. Not probably the yeah. most flattering. <laughs> but, hey, anytime you're mentioned, you know. Yeah, he didn't care because he won the OJ case. What does he have to worry about? Oh, he's got enough money. You know, it's not yeah. like he's like, oh, I'm poor and they're making fun of me. I mean, you know, yeah, he's got money. He doesn't, yeah, if he, he got all the money that Johnny Cochran sure had, yeah. oh, well. <laughs> uh, you're going to get mocked and it's going to be good. So, no, but yeah, Jackie yeah. Childs was, uh, yeah, so, was a fun character now. You know, I forgot a few. Okay. I have to admit, when I was doing that, when I was coming up with those names, um, I, when I sent you that, I had forgotten all about Newman for some yes. reason. Mm -hmm. um, but I also forgot Frank Costanza. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is, like, yeah. To me, he's, he's awesome. Do you ever, um, do you ever look at, <laughs> do you ever look at the outtakes? Yes. The shows that you yes. watch? Man, he has got some great outtakes, Frank Costanza. I, I'm going to take back what I said before. Newman's great. <laughs> Frank, yeah, I and mean, Frank got laughed. It, it seemed before he passed. About yeah, I mean, Frank's hysterical to listen to, but he's yeah. the character that I see him appear on the screen and I'm laughing even before he says anything, which is a great sign. Yeah, that outtake, I'm assuming you're referring to the one, I, I can't remember the episode where, um, well, it's when uh, George is a bad guy and George gets picked up uh, because yeah. I, I can't remember why he got picked up, but he's in the police and Frank and Elaine are fighting and they're going to fight and rumble and everything. And, and they both couldn't keep a straight face. Yeah. That yeah. was classic. That's Probably hilarious. one of the better scenes. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I um, guess. He's pretty awesome though. I mean, he does oh. just the way he screams all the time and everything. You know, it's funny. Like, I should have been born probably 40 years ago, you know, or, you know, I was born 40 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> 40 years before you were born. Right? Been, yeah, there you go. Um, because, like, Jerry Stiller, I hope people understand that that's not all that Jerry Stiller was to the world of comedy. Right. I mean, he was, he and his right. wife were hilarious together, apart. But I mean, it was so nice that he was able to get that later exposure, oh, you know, to a whole new audience. You know, a lot of those guys from the, you know, who were popular on TV during the 60s sort of just fell apart, you know, fell away. And he was able to get more, which was nice. 
I'm going to say something again. This is weird. You're going to be like, you're just saying this because I brought his name up. Jerry Stiller, who played Frank Costanza, probably uh, maybe there's like 10 people in the entertainment politics reign that that really bummed me out when I heard died. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's not like I'm happy when people die. I mean, anybody who dies, it, it kind of bumps me out. But when I really say, oh, crap, this sucks. When I heard yeah. Jerry Stiller died, it, it ticked me off. I was like, oh, this is rough. Yeah. I, I mean, he was also on the King of Queens. You know, he had a little, I, I would say, I would argue that he had like a little bigger role there um, where he got to do a lot more crazy stuff. That might be where he shined more in his later years. But man, he was strong. <laughs> he made Queens. Now, my wife and I watched a ton of King of Queens from back mm-hmm. when that was on. But yeah. Kevin James, Lee Rem, I mean, they were good people. I'm not saying they were terrible what yeah. they did. But oh, man, if, if Frank was on the show, if they had some other dude, I, the show would have been nothing. I mean, Frank yeah. just kind of awesome. knocked it out of the park. And whoever cast him, because that, obviously that was after Seinfeld, th- they had a grand slam. I mean, if, if they didn't have him, that show may have lost a year or two and that was done. I mean, yeah. it, it was okay. I mean, it was a fun storyline, you know, but man, Frank made that a man. I want to come back and we'll watch the show. Yeah. Well, yeah. it wasn't Frank on that show, but you know, Jerry Stone, we'll, we'll, we'll phrase him like that. Yeah. So yeah, best side character Jerry Stiller, probably Newman. Second, yeah, yeah he makes you laugh, but yeah, you know, oh, compared to Jerry Stiller, yeah, no comparison. I, I would, I, I also really liked uh, Uncle Leo. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. just, I mean, he was such a comic. He was such a great foil. You know, he was so he was such a victim all the time, and it just was so it worked so well. You know. Yeah. He just he was always a problem, and he was always at the middle of it, you know? Well, last time we talked, we talked about the pledge drive. And, you know, mm-hmm. I forgot how iconic the line where he's yelling, stop the show. And I was looking for a picture we could use as the podcast. And we, it yeah. wasn't the best quality picture, but it was fun yeah. watching him with the, ah, yeah. you know, the look on his face. And, <laughs> yeah, and that was fun. Yeah. 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 I, I like the part. Leo, the, the one where he's still in books and he's and he's like, I'm an old man, you know, when yeah. he got caught and everything. Yeah, Uncle Leo was good. Probably third. Not, I like yeah, the Newman lower. part. But yeah, I, I but mean, yeah, definitely higher. Using your, using your logic about who brought you joy, you know. Yes. He, yes. he would make me. He, I, would, I always knew something great was coming when he was on. So. I can't remember how many episodes he was on, but there was know. a lot of good memories from when he was on. I don't mm-hmm. think there was ever an Uncle Leo episode where I'm like, oh, this, uh, I don't want to watch this one. I really, I mean, we're getting off topic, but I really enjoyed the one where he owed the sister money. Yes. The father yes. gave the money that he was supposed to give her half, and yes. father, Jerry's father was trying to figure out how much he owed in, you know, like, not it wasn't this, but twenty twenty terms, you know. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with Uncle Leo. It, it was good. No, probably if we were ranking Seinfeld. No, my favorite Seinfelds weren't necessarily Uncle Leo, but Uncle Leo episodes definitely be in the top thirty or forty. Anything yeah. with Uncle Leo, on, you know, move it way yeah. up. All right. Well, let's make sure we get to our uh, questions. Let me. I sent you a couple. I think we've already talked about this one about uh, George. It was weird because George. 
didn't seem to care about anybody over the episode, but he seemed to be really, really into this uh, security guard, into showing him compassion. Not sure if there was a reason. I just thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, he doesn't usually care about. Do you remember? <laughs> this was the line that yeah. uh, Jerry that he used. He said, "I can sense the slightest yes. human suffering." And Jerry yeah. looks at him and goes, "Can you feel anything now?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was definitely real. <laughs> it it yeah. was interesting. I, I would take. I, I mean, we, we're we're having fun here. I don't want to take us to a dark place, mm-hmm. but just with the you know. This is being recorded in 2020. It's funny because you never know. Somebody might be listening to this down the road. But, you know, in 2020, there was a lot of, you know, strife, you know, racially around the country. And I've heard some people in the past, people who probably haven't seen Soundflow as much, say, man, there were a lot of people of color on the show. And it obviously wasn't as many as other shows, I'm sure. But still, it was interesting because you show compassion to that guy. And I don't think race had anything to do with it or anything. I don't but, either. Yeah. But I thought it was just, it was just interesting. It was interesting to, to yeah. see that guy. I, I don't know. Maybe it was a succession of episodes. You know, George felt closer to Susan because they were crying and Susan was nice. And, you know, it seemed like George was very protective about this clothes story. He's going to run in some place. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It, it was one of, those, one of those unanswered questions. And it wasn't just that he was nice to the guy. He was defending the guy to everybody else. It, it was just very, very interesting. Yeah. It, um, the other, you know, you brought up something interesting um, about race because I almost brought this up last in the last one but mm-hmm. I figured I would I would save it for another day but um I almost brought up the fact that the people who, the in the show the people of color are not always played the best way yeah right presented in the best way um but this the last episode that we watched the um the bank guy, mm-hmm. the guy, the bank clerk or whatever he was, manager, he was like, he was one of the rare ones who was presented really well. Do you remember the episode with the Indian? The wooden. Yeah. Indian? Yeah. yeah. That girl who was the, who was Native American was presented well, you know? Yeah. And, but a lot of them are, are you know, presented like, you know, in my opinion, like badly, you know, like Jackie Childs. And maybe that was a semblance of the time because humor has changed where, you know, maybe there, like if something was made in 2020, maybe there'd be a little uncomfortableness of presenting people and saying, Hey, we want to make sure we present, you know, people of color in in a a good positive way where, yeah, in the nineties, you might just laugh it off and not think of it and portraying people in a rough way. No, it also could be um, a sign of the fact that, you know, like in the show, they when they, you know, talk to each other, you know, they knew they weren't the greatest people in the world, you know. Right. Right. So maybe they just, even their guests on the show, they treated like crap because they treated right. everybody like crap, you know. Right. So maybe right. that, maybe that's part of it. But it just, it, it's, it has struck, stuck out a little bit, I think. Yeah, I think especially watching 2020 after everything that's happened over the past you know year or two, and yeah. you think about everything, and it's just kind of like I would say though it's a different time. I mean, we've joked in the past oh, yeah. we talked about Seinfeld saying would Seinfeld be canceled in 2020? Like would yeah. they just kick it off the air? I would hope they wouldn't. I yeah, you know, it, it goes no, back. 
Well, it's the, it's the argument you made the last time about The Office. You, you know, I mean, yeah. I would love to have The Office come back and reboot or whatever. But, you know, Steve Carell said it. Say, hey, look, you know, the jokes we made there, funny at the time, probably not funny, you know, if we had them again. Mm -hmm. So, very good. Well, let's look at, I had a couple other questions here. Um, yeah, the one I sent you, I sent you about Maestro is a turnoff for other people. I think we addressed that. It, yeah. it really bothered me. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> Um. Yeah, we went back and forth on this one a little bit. Um, Kramer, and you described it in your plot point of the episode. But you know, Kramer, the big thing was um, Kramer burned himself. He wanted to get paid. Jackie Childs was all excited. Hey, this is going to be a big payday. I thought it was funny when Jackie Childs was like, "Hey, call my doctor. Tell him it's for Mister Child." So you know, it was going to be a little bit souped up. You know, in terms of what the yeah. the report was, I thought that was great. Um, it was funny because throughout the whole episode, even before Kramer approached Jackie Childs, it seemed like Kramer wanted to get rich. She was all happy about it and everything else. I thought it was weird because obviously, and being on the marketing side, brilliant move by the coffee company. Because the coffee company first says, we're going to give you all the coffee, and they kind of paused. I don't think they thought Kramer was going to jump for it, but the way they did it, they paused. They saved themselves a lot of money by saying it was going to be, you know, the 50000 bucks they ended up saving. Yeah. I thought it was funny how Kramer's like, I'll take it, deal, and yeah. everything. What was interesting, too, is when they showed the, the, I think it was three people together talking before the meeting. Yeah, yeah. Said, We're going to give them $50,000, and free coffee for a lifetime. And then he presented it the other way, which, you know, was like, The oh. guy was brilliant. The guy was brilliant. Yeah. I, I I'm don't sad know if he knew or realized, but. I haven't been in legal negotiations because, again, this, this stuff I'm saying, you're looking at my resume and go, man, what was he involved in? I was in legal negotiations, agents, but I sat in when I was in marketing. I did PR. And it was like, how do you approach it when media calls you since I've been part of media and part of media now? And, yeah, brilliant. That guy who made that, I mean, he would be yeah. either a boss or on a fast track to manage it because he did a great job. I thought it was just very strange because – Kramer, we were talking about this, like, what does he want? You know, it sounded like he wanted to get rich. Obviously, when he accepted the free coffee for life, he didn't get rich. I got to say, Kramer annoyed the heck out of me in this show. Because at the end, he was all jittery, and he was all hopped up on caffeine. Yeah, but he was like the jerk customer. Because it was like, hey, look at me. I got free coffee whenever. So I'm going to come in, get free coffee ten times. And papers with them. Yes, yes. And mm -hmm. that would be annoying. And it yeah. sounds like he went into, inside the same coffee place over and over again. You know, I think uh, I live here in the Columbus area. We trip over, like, McDonald's. Say I had, like, a free Big Macs for a year. Well, I could go to 10 different Big Macs with a five-mile yeah. radius. I mean, not 10 different Big Macs. 10 different McDonald's with a five-mile radius in my house. I'm not hitting the same up place up over and over yeah. again well kramer is hitting the same place up over again kramer's a big jerk there so yeah, yeah kramer frustrated me during the episode too but i we were trying to figure out i liked your take you were saying that kramer seemed into it more for the coffee right it, yeah it seemed like he just wanted to get something free you know like little kids when they send for stuff because they're like oh it's free you know they'll send me stuff kids love to get mail you know it seemed like that was his was his whole thing. Well, and I agree. I agree with your assessment, but Kramer's a big dope. Uh, because a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago, I went to a fast food place. I'm not going to say the name, but I go to a fast food place. 
unsatisfactory experience. They screwed up my orders, screwed up my wife's orders, screwed up my kids' orders. It took 10 times as long as it should have. We're late. And when you have kids, you're like, Jesus, 8 o'clock. We got to get them, you know, ready for bed and everything. So I'm like, yeah. screw it. I'm going to call them. So my wife's driving. I call my cell phone and I talk to them. And I'm angry. I, I, you know, share my piece. And they're like, well, why don't you come back and get more food? We'll give you free food. And they treat it like that. That was great. I had a bad experience. I'm not going back to that same place to get free food off you. I bring that up because Kramer, it burned his tongue. Okay, yeah, it's kind of fun to get free coffee. But if it yeah. burned your tongue or if you had a bad experience of customer service, why are you going back to the same place? That frustrated me from Kramer's side. Yeah, and he only could get one type of coffee, too. Yes, which I, mean, I have to admit that if I, when I go out and get coffee, that is my type of coffee, but I have never called it a cafe latte. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and I will say, I'm a cheap guy. So if you said, hey, Chris, I'm going to give you a pizza free every week. Yeah, cheap, you're thrifty. Yes. Well, if you told me, Chris, thank <laughs> you for inviting me on, I'm going to buy you a pizza every week. Okay. Yeah, I'll be excited. And what if you say, okay, it's the worst pizza of all time. It cost me two bucks. I'm not spending a lot of money on you. Okay, yeah, I'd still be excited because I'm getting something for free. I get that. But if I'm Kramer, I had a bad experience and burned my tongue and everything else. Yeah, that'd be like if your pizza was horrible. It tasted bad. I threw up half the night. I got sick, diarrhea, whatever the case might be. And I'm so coming back like, all right, Laura, give me the same pizza next week. You know, no. <laughs> I'd be like, sorry, Laura, keep your pizzas. I don't want them anymore. Yeah. I, I, again, it's a comedy show. We can briefly explain. Yes, he acted yeah. that way because it made us laugh. It was good. But yeah. that frustrated me out of the episode. Great episode. But, you know, my show angered me and Kramer angered me. It, it was it was tough to watch, I got to tell you. <laughs> so, yeah. um, let's see. What else were we asking about? Um, yeah, I... And again, Laura and I are in the news business, so maybe Laura and I are going to laugh about this, and you guys are going to be like, what? Who cares? Um, it's pre-internet time. Uh, Laura and I used to work together at a suburban Cleveland newspaper. Oh, boy, it was what? Turn of you know, 99, 2000, 2001, that era. Yeah. Internet, not a big deal at all. Um, I remember uh, I came from Stark County, a big um, county for high school football. And, you know... I wanted to read about the teams I used to cover and everything. Well, without the internet, I literally had to have my parents send me the paper each week because it, there's no other way unless they called me and said, hey, this team beat this other team and everything. I thought it was interesting because Tuscany, because if you watch this in 2020 times, Jerry's all freaked out because what was their place in Tuscany? How much would it cost? And, and you know, he could not find that information. Well, it's true because thinking back in the 90s, you wouldn't know. You would have to call somebody. And probably at that time, you know, long distance calling was probably a two bucks a minute. So you couldn't talk for a long time. You wouldn't know what the prices were in Tuscany. And from us working the news business back then, yeah, you would have to probably go get that local paper, look for the ad with the house ads and everything. And again, that's good. Buy print papers, support local journalism. I'll say it. Yes. But that's your only option to find. Yeah stuff in that area. I remember I moved to suburban Cleveland when I took that job. I literally had to 
go to the local library, <laughs> look at the paper, and look for places to go before I even discovered apartments to live at. So, yeah, it was a very different time. Again, I bring that up because half the episode, Jerry was like, how do I find information about Tuscany? What's available in that? Yeah. And if this was made in 2020, the episode would be 30 seconds long. They'd be like, duh, Google it, or duh, yeah. look at TuscanyRentals.com or, or whatever phone. else. <laughs> yes. And the best part was who he went to to get him information was Poppy. Yes, who yes. has a peeing problem. Yes. <laughs> and was that before or after that episode? Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look. Yeah, because before this one. Oh, when he peaked? Because we're in seven. It might have been earlier. I'm not sure. It's a good question. Well, that would even make it more interesting because, again, for those who are casual Seinfeld fans, um, rough episode for Poppy. He peed on Jerry's couch. Definitely a lot of trouble. And it's kind of interesting. Uh, you don't want to cut people out of your life if they do weird things. But I, I got to tell you, somebody pee on my couch. Yeah, I, I don't know if I come out of my life, but I'm not necessarily going to them for favors or going to them for questions. I'm kind of like, eh, I think I'm going to ask yeah. 10 more people before I go back to them. Yeah, Poppy was before this. Whoa, um, okay. It was That was season five, episode 15. The first one where he said Poppy is sloppy. <laughs> yes. Well, maybe he didn't know anybody else from Italy. Maybe That's he just said, oh, I don't want to go to Poppy, but you know, yeah. I don't know anybody else from Italy, so I don't know where to turn. So, yeah, yeah, very, very strange. I, lots of unknowns. Again, that's what makes the show great. It, it was a comedy, but I, I don't know. I thought it was just interesting. And then the show ends, um, you know, Elaine, I, I can't figure out. I mean, obviously a romantic relationship seemed like there were I, I never could tell if Elaine really thought was like really attracted to the maestro or no. saying, Hey, maybe this will, I mean, they were in the brace at the end. Obviously they went away together. Obviously the relationship was, you know, they took a couple next steps or whatever the case might be. But I never, like you used to hear Elaine being like, Oh man, I'm into this guy. I don't think Elaine was ever physically into the maestro. I thought that was kind of strange. Yeah. She seemed, he seemed like a guy that she wouldn't be regularly interested in. You know, he's just kind of, you know, got a, you know, some kind of issue, you know, and it would turn her off. And again, I would be weirded out. And again, maybe it's different if you live in New York City. I mean, you you always think, okay, do you stay over at, at a, you know, friend's place for a night? Like if you're, you know, romantically interested or anything. She goes away overseas to Italy, Tuscany with this yeah. guy that yeah. she, she doesn't seem like she's into. It seems like she was weirded out at first with him calling himself the maestro. So it wasn't yeah. like she was attaching herself to this popular person. And I got to be honest, if you're going out with somebody that is a conductor for a really small band and he's like, I've got a place in Italy, shouldn't that send up a little bit of red flags? Maybe you shouldn't run away, but you shouldn't necessarily be like, yeah. oh, why not? Let's give it a try. I mean, I don't know. She Lots has of pretty, questions. She has a pretty good history of, uh, you know, meeting people like the episode where she, the guy that she met somewhere, Seattle. Maybe? Yeah. He came for a week. Yeah. And she was trying to get him out of the apartment. That's one of my favorite Elaine moments, by the way. Um, yeah, I don't even remember the name of that episode, but I can't wait for it to come. <laughs> lots of discussion. Yeah. Lot, lots of overseas trips. I wouldn't suggest we do this because nobody would listen or read it. Yeah. But we got to do a study of how much travel they did with what yeah. they did. 
I mean, Elaine worked for a publishing company. Not not a bad job, but I kind of think it's similar to what you and I do, which, yeah, yeah we're, we're well, living. So they automatically make more than we do. Right. But, yeah, they're spending a lot more where they're at. And, yeah, yeah, we have enough to live at. You know, we're, we're getting fed, but we're probably not able to make overseas trips a couple of times a year. No. <laughs> so but, you've got to suspend disbelief to be in the Seinfeld. And then the episode ends with um, yeah, Jerry and Kramer. They make the trip over. And you don't really know how things end, but it was yeah. kind of fun. Jerry, um, Kramer pushes Jerry out of the car. Yes. The ground. yes. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's push me. But I, we were impressed by the real estate, though, so that was good. I would love to be Kramer. I mean, Kramer annoyed me during this episode. Don't you wish you would have enough time? And, and yeah. we're in an era where we're. I, I mean, I might say, Laura, can you come on a podcast? Which, yeah, it's a commitment, but you don't have to go anywhere or anything else. Right. I mean, Kramer's going everywhere. Hey, I need to go to Italy to see yeah. what's going on with Elaine's apartment. Sure, why not? I'm there. I wish I had that time. I, I mean, you know, where you can go overseas for fun and everything else. What was the? I don't even. I don't remember what episode this was, but it was Jerry. Uh, he was describing Kramer to himself. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that where he said something about do stupid stuff? Yes, yeah. Ask backward into money. Yes, yes. <laughs> so that was, I mean, Kramer just, he ought, you know, I mean, look at the bet. He heard the guy talking about the horse. Yes. And put the bet down and won, you know, like a couple thousand dollars. <laughs> He, he definitely was one of the mo- more unique characters in sitcom history. He, you know, he was just really yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Well, before we start talking about our, our next episode, uh, did you agree? I mean, I thought there was a lot of good things. Uh, yeah, I know I talked for 40 minutes about how annoying it was, but I, mm-hmm. I liked the maestro. The, the, yeah. the situation frustrated me, but it made it funny. Um, do you it agree? Well. Yeah. I thought it moved I, I, pretty well. Yes. I thought, you know, 30 was about okay for the maestro. I mean, it definitely wasn't at my top, but I wouldn't sit and say it was lower. Yeah, but 30 seems about right. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's just the only the only problem I have with some of this some of this ranking stuff is that it, you know, it it's it was such a big show and right. such a big um moment in American television history that you want to reserve those really high up spots for really strong episodes. And I'm not exactly sure that this did that, you know? I I think what it is, and I'll be honest with you, anytime you rank anything, if it's a TV show or anything else, people go crazy. It's funny. One of my coworkers, nice guy. I'm not going to rip him or anything else. Uh, He, he wrote a recent article about the NFL draft and mm-hmm. you know, he's not a pro football expert. I he, good guy, but I mean, he's not Mel Kuyper, you know, a big draft expert mm-hmm. at ESPN. It's doing well because it's an NFL draft. You want to know who your team's picking. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, Vulture. They do a ton of these articles. They yeah. rank shows. It was funny. Cleveland.com, which is weird. I didn't yeah, expect Cleveland. A bunch. Yeah, well, a bunch of stuff. From SEO, it's smart because, uh, again, 
we're getting off a little bit in journalism terms, but for SEO, you want to write something that people are going to look at 10 years from now, not just the story right. that people read. I, it was hysterical because uh, one of the podcasts I like to listen to, it's based in California. It's got nothing to do with cleveland.com. They don't know anything about it. Well, they were doing a funny episode about, um, oh, what was it called? Shoot, I'm blanking on the name now. Uh, the kid, um, uh, Boy Meets World. Yes, sorry. Oh, okay. uh, they were looking at the uh, Boy Meets World, and it was funny because they were kind of you know googling during the episode like we would hear today, and like, wow, there's a story from Cleveland.com ranking the ones, and the other host is like. What the heck's Cleveland.com? Why are they ranking Boy Meets World? Was the show based yeah. in, in Cleveland? They're like, no, they just wrote a story. So, yeah, those things are fun. I, I think that's what Vulture does. I mean, these yeah. these lists don't really mean anything. Now, if Jerry's ranking his top episodes of Seinfeld, yeah, I think that's Gold or George or Lane. But, you know, some yeah. guy from Vulture or, yeah, who knows? The last, I think the last um, one of these lists that I really had this much into like into you know mm-hmm. was um one of the entertainment magazines i forget which one it was entertainment weekly whatever mm-hmm. um, ranked the the all of the snl saturday night live cast oh movies. yeah yeah i think i remember that um, yeah article yeah you know, like i forget how many there were like the, maybe 150 or something like that from i mean it was like it was 40 it was their 40th anniversary and I struggled with that list because I had I would have um, Eddie Murphy as number one, which they did. Right. Which, you know, there's no question. Right. Um, but like, I I would have had um, Joe Piscopo much higher because Joe Piscopo, in my memory of that time, Joe Piscopo and Eddie Murphy were pretty much together all the time on screen. You know, so like I've struggled with that list as well. So, I mean, it is a personal preference too. And that's why this list is such popular reads because unless you you go there and say something ridiculous, like Rob Schneider was the greatest SNL character of all time and everybody else sucked and it was all Rob Schneider. Yeah, as long as you're making good points, it's a very good talker. Same thing with my buddy who wrote the NFL draft thing. I mean, yeah, he's got no business writing it, but as an NFL fan, I, I'm clicking on it. Dang, I, I didn't know what else to say. So, yeah, they're, they're good. Maybe we should all write more list stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they always, people like lists, short short bursts of information are big with people. So. Well, especially anything pop culture or sports mm-hmm. or anything fun. It should yeah. be good. So, very good. But we're going to try to do this weekly. Um, hey, life might get in the way. So, if, if it's not every week, don't shoot us. But we're, we're aiming for every week. Um, hopefully, if we can do it each day, um, we're going to try releases on Thursday. So, we're taping this Wednesday. We'll release it Thursday. And it, it's going to be out there for good. Let me give a quick promo before we end up. So, this is the Ohioan Podcast. We do a daily episode each day. More features. Features news of the day. It's Ohio-based. We're Ohioan. But we try to have fun. Hopefully, it's something you'll enjoy. So, if you're listening to this episode and you say, man, I want to read, hear more of these guys or whatever the case might be, hit subscribe. Now, I will tell you, our Seinfeld episodes are part of the 10 episodes we put out a week of the Ohioan. So, if you're sitting there going, 
man, I can't wait to get all the Seinfeld content. We will give you Seinfeld content. Content. That's what Laura and I are promising you. But it's not just going to be Seinfeld content. But even if you're like, I want, you know, I'm in North Dakota. Why would I care about Ohio? Still, check out the episodes. We try to have fun. It's news based. We try to talk about the news of the day. And hey, try some of the other episodes. Um, we talk about everything from Ohio news to Pittsburgh Steelers, and we try to have fun doing it. So I, I just want to warn you, because like I said, once you subscribe, hit that subscribe button. We're on eight different podcast providers. Uh, you'll definitely catch Laura and I. But there'll be other stuff, but check it out. I know not everybody's in the Pittsburgh Steelers, but <laughs> give it a try. It should be good. Well, Laura, anything else you want to say before we close up? We, we did pretty well, a little, yeah. little bit longer than we, yeah. we hoped. Yeah, we over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. I'll, I'll, if we did another hour and a half, my wife, the episode would end with my wife strangling me. And that's <laughs> never a good way of ending up on this episode. Thankfully, um, it hasn't happened yet. Hopefully. Do you know which episode we're doing next week? Yes, I definitely. we definitely need to mention that. So looking at uh, Seinfeld Vultures list, we're looking at the non-fat yogurt uh, from season yeah, five. Yes. Lots of, that one. lots of kids cussing. So if you're into kids cussing, yes. uh, we're... <laughs> <laughs> You'll like that episode. We try and keep these clean, so we're not going to have – we won't be cussing. I'm not going to invite my kids down to cuss. My wife wouldn't like that either. So, but, hey, uh, Non-Fat Yogurt is a good a good episode. I'm looking forward to it. The one moment when uh, Newman eats a vegetable. Yes. <laughs> That's definitely a, a definitely a good part of the episode too. So, well, very good. Well, Laura, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Remind me your Twitter. I know you you talk a little bit about work, but a lot about personal stuff, which is good. Uh, how do we connect with you on Twitter? Oh, it's uh, my Twitter account is my name with it's right there. L a u r a a k e s s e l. So it's Laura A Kessel. Okay, yeah, and I, I have way too many Twitter accounts. It's a hole in my head. But I talk more about Seinfeld and personal stuff on the Chris P3. If you want to connect me for work, it's fine. Uh, we do a lot of good stuff at work, but it's a lot of Ohio stuff. If you're like, I don't want to hear about Ohio stuff, <gasps> definitely Chris P3. I'm checking out. Well, it's good. I, I, I it's, just got, it it's funny. Um, I'll mention this really briefly. When... Um, our, our main podcast is a lot of Ohio news, but it's funny. My listeners yell at me if we talk too much politics. So I feel like I'm excusing every little thing. But, again, Ohio podcast, it's good. A lot of fun things are happening in Ohio, a lot of serious stuff, and it, it's good. So, yeah, check us out. Subscribe. I guess that's my main lesson I'm trying to say. All right, well, we'll see you next week. And like I said, um, thank you for checking out Seinfeld. Uh, I was really appreciative of how many people – download last time and definitely like us and share us and hey if you're listening to this going oh my gosh these guys are terrible i can't <laughs> believe they're doing uh, any episode about seinfeld i've i've read lately about hate listening in podcasts where so if you're hate listening to us if you're like i don't like laura i don't like chris <laughs> hey sometimes i don't like myself either i i get that share it anyway share it and say man listen sorry saps will be good so if you hate me i'll give you a chair Yes, yes. Just don't tell us online. I, yeah. I've gotten some of those already. It's depressing. This is a labor of love. I'm doing this in addition to my work. Don't tell me you hate me. But if you hate listen, just share it. It'll be fun. I'll like it. 
So very good. Well, thanks to Laura. Have a great day. Uh, hang out online for a minute afterwards. And for us of you, we'll see you next week. Uh.